Hey guys, welcome to episode 108 of Inside the Cage. Scott and Mark with you, as ever, ever present. How are you, big man? I'm good, mate. How's yourself? Yeah, I'm good, man. I'm good. Alright, a bit tired today, but other than that, I'm all good. How was your weekend? Aye, not bad. Um, just one of the weekends that I can't actually remember what I did. But I must have been alright. Well, I went out for that. I went out for some lunch and sat there. I was back. I mean, so the end special. It's nice to go for food. It is nice. It's nice to eat and not actually have to cook it, and that's lovely. Well, I say cook. I say cook. I mean clean dishes. Correct. That's, that's my job. That's the thing. Uh, but no, what about yourself? Do you, do you have too much quiet one in the house? Sat in the house for two days, man. It was absolute class. I think I went. I think I went out three times. I went to Lidl twice and the Chinese ones. Sometimes that's the best weekend, mate. Just sit and chill in the house, watch it in the telly, and just relax. Exactly, mate. Exactly. Just try and enjoy. Your hunters are fighting for fear. You're talking. Your hunters are fighting. Watched anyway. Yeah, they did no bad, mate. I had most of it watched. I say I watched pretty much ninety percent of UFC live. I had like no wait. It was like two thirds. So I'd, I watched sixty six percent of it live on Saturday. I had three fights to watch and. Um, Sunday morning, mate. So, uh, it was a quick night. So the, the main card started at one, and when I seen it was only a six fight main card, I thought I'm going to get at least a couple of fights here, um, and I did. It was just pretty good. So, good going. Happy yeah. days when you can do that. I know exactly, exactly. So let's get wild right in. Um, UFC from the weekend first. Then how we look at. Um, PFL from the weekend or one one of the other can't say which one we'll do first to see and then we'll finish with a look at Bellator for this sorry not Bellator one for this weekend and then finish with UFC for this weekend UFC 262 and then Mark will give us his news and his fight announcement of the week as well so first things first UFC can't mind what it was supposed to be called because it's got that many different fucking headliners um, I think it was Dillashaw uh, Dallas saw Sandhagen first of all. Sandhagen, um, which was then UFC and ESPN Rodriguez versus Watson, also known as UFC on ESPN 24 and UFC Vegas 26 from the Apex Center. A lot of fights dropped off for us. Like, actually scary how many fights dropped off for us. Um, we only ended up with nine on the night because we lost a fight on the night as well. Um, Amanda Rebath, Angie Hill. Rebath yep. tested positive. We lost uh, the uh, Benoit fight as well on a Friday after his weigh-in, which was a bit of a... Yeah. We'll talk about that later, but I... Um... We can talk about it now, mate. I mean, you may as well. It's, it's, it's one of these things, mate. It's, until somebody actually decides to do something about it, it's just going to keep happening, mate. That's been two bad videos we've seen in a few weeks, mate. A fighters, you know, cutting weight, which is fine. It's always been done, and 90% of guys make it no problem. But when it happens like that, mate, somebody's going to get seriously, seriously hurt. You know, what annoyed me more than anything else, I think, was the fact that he struggled for the first time around. He's literally getting held, getting a hand up the stairs, getting a hand to step onto the scale. He goes back to the doctor, and then they whip him back out for a second way in. It's like, look, he's fucked. Like, what he's even tried to weigh him in for? It's a fucking disgrace that he even tried. I thought it was disgusting. I thought it was detrimental to the guy's health. He should have been fucking... When I see line drip as soon as he fucking walked up on that scale the first time around because he was fucked. The second time he looked second time he looked worse. Aye. Um listen, I can only imagine he's in the back and the doctors went 
I don't know, he's alright or whatever. There's no way they'd have sent him back out, mate, legally, but I don't know. I think, see, until they ban this shit, I know guys get an advantage, and I know some guys can do it, no problem, they can cut, you know, a stone and a half or two stone and cut a week or a week, no problem, and that's fine, and they're fit and healthy, but a lot of guys struggle to do it, and it's just detrimental, mate, it really is, it's going to end up really bad, somebody's going to get really seriously ill, somebody's going to end up with kidney failure or something, mate, and it's not going to be very good, it's going to be really, really bad, and that's what it's going to, I'm afraid that that's what it's going to take, it's going to take for somebody to get really fucking hurt before anybody goes, right, I think this is not working, we should do the whole hydration and you know, way in model that one championship have adopted. I mean, I somebody think, died at one championship. I think the only thing the UFC would maybe do is maybe a week out they would give them some sort of way in to try and figure out where they are and they're, they're bringing. You might find it going into that fight. Maybe Benoit was was far too over where he needed to be, so he had to take things too far a week out to then try and get down to the weight they're required to do. Whereas if you know of a fighter, maybe, I don't know a lot about it myself, but I would imagine... Losing weight, you would do that over a long period of time. You should be doing that over maybe three, four weeks. You should be starting and then go, ah, right, I'm working my way down. So a week out, you should maybe be only maybe trying to get maybe, what, maybe 10% tops of what you require to get down to type thing. So if he's if he's looking for one, two, five, you should maybe be sitting around about the one, three, five, one, three, seven mark before the fight. That's what, that would be, that's what I would imagine the source so that he's then got that wee bit of time to work that off. Um, I would say, I'd say, I suggested that to you on this podcast at some point in the last 107 episodes, that that is what they should do. They should do it in stages. Two weeks out, you have to be within a certain threshold. One week out, you need to be within a certain threshold. And even then, maybe three or four days out, a couple of days for weigh-ins, you need to be another another threshold out. It's Ken, nah, it's, it's, it, the problem with that is, I suppose, is the logistics of that kind of thing. At least if you're doing it one week out, you can maybe say to fighters, you've got to be... It's maybe, maybe quite, quite quite well because they're in the apex at the moment or constantly. So maybe the fighters have got to turn up a week before, do a weigh-in, maybe say the PI a week before. Then they know where they are a week out. And then you could weigh them in the following week and they've got that week to try and get that weight down. So it's trying to get logistics and get out of it. Especially when you're back to normality. You get fighters flying in Tuesday, Wednesdays before the fight. I think no way, it's never going to be easy to do, mate, but I mean, I think you've got enough representatives and you can even lean on USADA, you could even lean on USADA and ask them for their help at the end of the day, or you could ask somebody, like official places they can go, um, fighters can go and get weighed officially, like somebody with an official recording document, there's sporting organisations, there's commissions all over the country, if, you, if you're from Arizona, you fight in Arizona and you know you're going to Vegas on the Tuesday, but you need to weigh in on the Friday before, then... The only issue with that is... Like, see, like the UK, right? UK is massive, pretty big MMA right now. Let's be honest, right? Yep. We're, a, we're, a, we're a British podcast. See, the UK MMA Association it doesn't really do a lot and doesn't mean a lot. So you can't even lean on them for the help regarding that because it doesn't work. They, you've got the likes of Ludovic Klein at the weekend for Slovakia. I don't know anything about the Slovakian MMA Association if it exists. Slovenia. Oh, sorry, Slovenia. Um, so I don't know if that exists or not. So if he's a week out from his fight in Vegas and he's still in, say, Ljubljana, what, what do they do then? How do you weigh him in? So it's a difficult one, mate. It's, it's a hard one. I, I think it's the every best country, way to do it, I don't think it's possible. Every country has its own fight, like its own sporting organisations where, you know, you could... 
they don't have to be a tie-in with the UFC. All the fighter has to do is have an official document signed by somebody. It could be a doctor, mate. It could be something. If the UFC can't witness it themselves, it has to be something official. Okay, you run the risk that maybe something gets forged, but then if the, the fucking fighter hurts himself or ends up missing weight because he's trying to cut too much, then on that on his head, be it. I just think something. They need to do something, mate. It's just... It's no, nice, not, mate. As I said, I'm not disagreeing. I just think the logistics would be extremely difficult regarding it. Um, I really hope they do do something because I don't want to see MD hurt by it. It's, it's sport at the end of the day. It's no it's no life. It's no life dependent. It's a sport now. It's it's just one of these things and you can't have people doing that kind of thing in any sport. So You're hopefully right. the was, FC will go forward. He was Slovakian. I had him in Slovenian for some reason. I thought that. I thought you are talking pish. Um... Because they've got the wee bit on the flag, aren't they, with the line, with the two lines going across. I have no idea what that means. Um, anyway, we digress. Let's get back to the fight, sir. Yeah. So, this was, obviously, headliner was not what we had expected. Um, maybe not as exciting a fight. Um, I think Dillashaw versus Sandhagen was a, a class fight, uh, to be brutally honest with you. But, nonetheless, this was a good a good yeah. main event. Fair play to two girls. They put on an excellent show, and it was a really, it's a really good performance for both of them. To be honest, it was one of those ones that, as much as Watson was beat on the night, she didn't do herself any harm. She wasn't ran over. She wasn't totally dominated in the striking. You seen some of the kicks that Watson throws, man. They're superb, man. But Marina Rodriguez really is just a wee, just a wee level above her. I think Watson's like the perfect gatekeeper in that division. That's what she is. She's the perfect gatekeeper. She'll always kick about one one five. And be around about fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, around about the eighth, four positions. And if you can beat Michelle Watson, you're a very good fighter. You'll get into that top five and you'll be looking for a title shot at some point. I think Marina Rodriguez has proved that she can hang with the best. And I think she deserves one of the best next. And I think the name she put on it was an absolutely superb shout. I think that'd be an absolutely sensational fight between her and JJ. I really do, man. I agree, mate. I agree. I kind of get the feeling that. Watson doesn't know how to have a bad fight. Like she, she just been... doesn't. She never does. She just there's just something missing to get her over that line, isn't there? Every time she has a fight, she fights well. I don't think I've actually ever seen her fight badly. There's not got that. Oh, she was absolutely punished, man. She was absolutely destroyed. I don't know if that's ever happened to Michelle Watson, but I mean, just I mean, doesn't look, fight enough. You look at the last right. The last time she got finished or was finished, right? Last time she was involved in a finish was April 2017. And you look at the fighters she's went the distance with. Torres, Casey, Herrick, Kovalkiewicz, Jacek, Esparza, Angie Hill, Marina Rodriguez, mate. It's like... I, I'm, I'm lost for words, mate. Like, honestly, I, listen, I love Karate Hottie, mate. I think she's brilliant. I think she's a really good fighter. I agree with you. I think she's maybe just um, missing something. I don't know what it is because I can't tell you what she's bad at. You know... Our takedown defence was good and our, our striking's good and our kicking, I mean, our kicking's brilliant. She's that back, that spinning back kick or that back kick or the side kick, whatever you call it to them. I mean, it's nasty, but it just there just seems to be something missing. But I totally agree with what you say, though. She is, without a doubt, the best gatekeeper in the whole of the UFC for me. There's a statement for you. Without a doubt, she is one of the best people to kind of assess how good somebody is in terms of a top eight, top six top five, whatever you whatever kind of how many you want to count. Without a doubt, she is one of the best at that because 
She'll make you work for it. She will grind you into 25 minutes if it's a 25 minute main event. If it's 15 minutes, she'll grind you like fuck until you go in. And if you can't beat Michelle Watson, then do you know what? For me, you don't deserve to be in that top five. Yeah, I 100% agree, mate. That's, that's exactly where Michelle is. And she always spoke about fighting for the title and being one of the. Was it a fight? She was the first mother or something like that to win a title or something like that, I think she said. So that was always her aim. But aye, she's. she's, she's I hope she kicks about. I love watching Michelle Watson. I'm not saying she's going to go anywhere time soon because she's fun to watch. So, um, but she will never fight for a title. It's just a matter of fact now. I think you can say that. Um, I think she beat Manina Rodriguez. She gave herself half a chance again. But now, nah, no chance, man. No chance. Three of her, three of her last four fights have been main events, mate. Which is a name. She's a I mean, that's the thing. Everybody likes watching her. She's good chat. She she kind of got a bit of talk about her. It's good. So it's um, she'll always be there with about hundred percent. She really will be. Yeah. What about uh, right? This is a sad one to talk about, I guess, isn't it? Yeah, we really need any cowboy where cowboy is, don't we? Because cowboys, I don't know, man. It's I think we kind of spoke last night regarding where Cowboy was and maybe his last few defeats and stuff like that and who he's been defeated by. Now he's lost, what? Well, he's lost, but he's not won a fight basically since he beat Aya Kinta back in 2019. Um, yeah. So, where is he? Can he hang with the best anymore? I don't even know. Do you know that? I think that sometimes he looks like he can and then sometimes he just looks like he's stuck in the past um, he looks a wee bit maybe slow now maybe cumbersome we can't even maybe handle maybe I don't know he's returned I think he's returned to well, welterweight for his last four fights and he's fought his last four fights at welterweight um, I think he spoke about going back down to lightweight as well I don't know if that would do him any good I really I don't know where Cowboy is mm. and it's a shame because we all like Cowboy he, he's up for anything he'll fight anyone at any point at any time and He's just good fun, man. But where he is in his career, I'm lost, to be honest, to give you an answer. It's a difficult one, mate, because I'd love to keep him, see him keep him fighting because he's a legend and everybody loves Cowboy, as I said to you. You know, he's he's you know he's one of these guys that just epitomises MMA. He's, he'll always give you 100%. He doesn't care who he's fighting. He absolutely loves it, but I'm not sure he loves it enough, mate. I'm not sure he loves it as much as he thinks he does. He, he gives off this great impression that it is his life and that it is what he wants to do, but I'm not I'm not really convinced, mate, to be honest. Listen, I'm not saying some of those losses were bad losses, by the way. The Morona one, no disrespect, right? I'm fully at it. Cowboy should not be getting beat by Alex Morono for me, right? But the rest of them... I mean, Nico Price, tough fight. Man, do you remember how that one finished? I cannot remember for the life of me why that was a no contest. It was today, uh, blah, blah, blah. Aye, Price, it was overturned because Price tested positive for marijuana afterwards. Oh, okay. Um, so that's a loss. I mean, it beat by Price, Pettis, and I'll The three fights before that were against three of the best lightweights of the last 10 years. So, I mean, maybe he was never 
elite level. I never ever thought he was elite level, to be honest with you, mate. I mean, he had that bad run, you know, when he got beat by Masvidal, Lawler, and Till. Um, again, these are elite level guys. He's been beaten by Pettis before, been beat by RDA a couple of times. You know, he's, I don't know, mate. Maybe he's just not on that level. Maybe he is just a kind of guy that's, you know, don't get me wrong, Cowboy is amazing and he's got all these great records, and but maybe he's not. I don't know. Weirdly, I thought I thought I was talking about Michelle Watson. The kind of two of them are similar in that respect. That as if there's something always just been missing to push them over that line and get them towards that that title shot. It's been the same for years. Um, Cowboy seems to go on a run now and again and maybe get three or four victories and then it pushes them right into that kind of contention and he gets to that title shot fight and well, boom, it's that's that. Like it was the the Ferguson fight in two thousand eight and. In June twenty nineteen, if he'd won that fight, he would have been getting a title shot next. Um, but he couldn't get over the line, and that's just where Cowboy is and where he's always been. It's but we love. I don't know, man. It's cow. I find Cowboy difficult to talk about because I like the guy that much that I'm. I don't think he's finished either. I think he'll be back, and I think I think you said you don't think he loves it. I, don't, I wouldn't say that because he's got a fucking a gym and he's toast basically. I just mean, I don't know, mate, because I know he's always got a passion for it and he's got his own, like, you know, his own training in the BMF ranch, right, which is fine, but I just wonder, I don't know, I just wonder if it's maybe, I, I think what I mean is when he, when you when you see interviews like with him and you see people talking to him and he just looks like he loves it, man, and he's like, oh, you know, this is just a step where I'm going back to 155, I'm making a run and this guy's just in my way and kudos from the team, and then he goes out and gets smacked by the guy and you're just like... I know shit can happen on the night, mate, and you know you can you can be off colour or whatever, but just it's happened a few times, mate. That's six in a row. Nobody survives six in a row in the UFC. Nobody. I don't care who you are. Well, I think this man might. Uh, he might, but I'm saying nobody else has, mate. No, there'll be um, very few, mate. Um, as I said, that's a, that is a thing. He, he is a he's a legend of the sport. He's one of these guys that would be perfect to front a new sort of, we spoke about before, a kind of legends thing. He'd be the guy, he'd be the main man, he'd be the guy pushing for it. You'd see him maybe going to Diego Sanchez later on. The, the likes of the kind of fighters fighting. LFC, mate, I've told you, Legends Fighting Championship. Something like that. It'd be absolutely ideal and it'd be good to see Cowboy fighting in that because no doubt he would challenge without doubt, mate. That's the thing. Um, aye. Difficult one for Cowboy. He'll keep fighting. I think he spoke about he wants Dana to let him go out on his own kind of sword, basically, and basically let me keep fighting as long as I want him to keep fighting. And I think probably that will happen. But I just hope it doesn't get to that stage where he's just taking beatings for the sake of taking beatings. I really do. I've got a good shout for his his next fight. Go for it, Jim Miller. That could be an idea. I know he's already beaten Jim Miller, but. That's the kind of level we're talking. You're, it's a kind of it's a legends fight within the UFC type thing, isn't it? So it's two kind of guys who are a high level. So could have the three of them fighting at the one time: Guida, Miller, and Cerrone. A three, a triple threat, mate. A three, a three man fight. What? What? I just wait. If somebody gets knocked out, let them back back up again. About five minutes later or something like that. Then let's duck his tuck in again until two of them are actually knocked out. If somebody gets knocked out or submitted, they're out. And then there's two guys left, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't it work? No, um, I'm just talking passionate. I know, sorry, mate. Just total, total side issue. Um, 
See, overall, like quite there's quite a lot of good things on this card. By the like, it was a good night. Magni turned up. Like you just never know with Neil Magni what Neil Magni you're going to get, and that Neil Magni is a class Neil Magni. See, I read a couple of things, but I must have been watching that after a fight. I know it's usually you that says this kind of thing. I thought he was decent. I didn't think he was top drawer. I thought Jeff Neil made it hard work for him. And Aye, but this is my point. See, when it gets difficult and it gets deep and all that stuff, he normally can't handle it. That's the thing. He always, you know, he just, he never looks great in some of these fights, but he grounded that out, mate, and I think he looked good at bits. I think he... I mean, it was close, don't get me wrong. I don't think he was superb, but compared to how you and I have seen Magni fight, um, I was quite impressed with him. Aye, I, I, don't get me wrong. He did have his moments for any fight. Um, it was a close fight. I, I, I don't think... It's one of these why I think weird ones we've seen in the past. Like, it was two 29s, 28s, and a 30-27. If it was 29-28, that's fair enough. Because, but I never... I don't think... For me, Magni never done enough to win three full rounds. No. That makes sense. Yeah. But Jeff Neal didn't lose three rounds either. No. And probably over the three rounds, Jeff Neal won a round. It was just, it was a weird fight for me. I was kind of, as I said, I read a few things online about Neil, people talking about Neil Magny, how impressed they were. I just wasn't there. I don't know why. Maybe maybe I was watching a different thing at the time. I don't know. I don't. I wouldn't say, like, like on the face of it, Neil Magny's performance was super. But what I mean is, like, compared to how we have seen him, and how he yeah, no, I wouldn't disagree with that, mate. I wouldn't disagree with that. For Neil Magny, it was good. <laughs> That's how you backhanded compliment in it, that one. Fucking right. And else on this card, do you really want to chat about? Uh, I think we need to get any Gregor Les with Carlos Diego Ferreira, by the way, because that, like, that was fit. I go fighting at night and 100%. But probably was, to be honest, for me. Because uh, the 10 minutes were just fucking ridiculously insane. Um, Ferreira looked fucking tremendous first round as well. I thought he was going to get a finish at one point, and I can't believe another. Um, the third play to Gillespie coming back in that second round, getting that finish in, because that was fucking sensational. Such a back and forth fight. Two of them were rolling about like fucking. Like Sonic the Hedgehog rolling about the fucking. The video game man just fucking rolling about everywhere, just going absolutely mental. It was, it was good to watch. I enjoyed that. That's grappling I enjoy watching because there's movements, was... whereas you go to Marcos Rogero de Lima, who leg comped fucking body screen for fucking three rounds, that bored the living shit out of me. In fact, I never actually watched it. I fast forwarded that. I watched the first round, they went, Body screen can't get up. He's not got a clue how they got up. Right, where's the magnifying? And I just fast forwarded to the magnifying because I knew the next two rounds were going to be the exact same thing again. Um, no, Gillespie Ferreira, absolutely sensational. I would say two of them deserved a 50k, but obviously Ferreira never got 50k because he missed weight. He must be fucking raging with himself. Well, I was going to bring that up. Um, I'm not that happy about that. Because... No, I'm pretty happy about that. I don't, I, 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 that's no, 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 no. Gillespie gets the whole 100k, mate. I know. I don't think that's right. Well, see you on Friday when Carlos Ferreira weighed in. Aye, fine, right? And he, he gives up 20% of his purse. That's fine. Why does then he give up 100% of his bonus? I know he's not eligible for the bonus, and I'm not saying Ferreira should have got any bonus. He shouldn't. But 
I'm sorry, I don't. And I'm not listening. I love Gregor Gillespie. He fucking deserves all the bonuses. Gave him a fucking million quid for that because it was fucking class. I think. But my point me, is, I don't. That's no fair, mate. That's no fair. I just. He gets the fifty for me. He gets the fifty grand straight away, right? Fifty grand fight, right? Fucking sensational. I'd give him half fifty grand for taking the fight on a guy who's nearly five pounds overweight in the night. But he gets he gets the twenty percent or the thirty percent. He doesn't need the extra fifty k, mate. What did he I get? I have an get, issue with it, mate. He, he, took, he took the fight against somebody who couldn't make weight. So let him, I'd, I'd, give him, I'd give him 100 grand straight away if he wanted it. Oh, mate, you're missing the point. I'm not talking. I'm just. Okay, that's fine. I just think that's ridiculous. He gets 30% extra off of Diego Ferreira. Yeah. Diego Ferreira gets penalised financially for it and it gets given to Gregor Gillespie. So Gregor Gillespie's an extra 50k up, which he shouldn't have got. He I wouldn't think, have got if I think, Ferreira I think had made the weight. The reason for the 50k passing over would be. You see fighters maybe, you've seen fighters miss weight, I think, deliberately and take the 20% hit. I'm not saying Ferreira done this in any way, shape or form, by the way. I'm just going with the kind of rules are. You've seen fighters probably miss weight deliberately so that they maybe are heavier going into the fight because maybe the type of fight it's going to be, it would suit them to be that wee bit heavier, whatever that kind of thing goes. That's fine. Right. I fucking lost my train of thought now you fucking said that. But it's the bonus, mate. Listen, he got Aye, that's, I know he did, bonus, but... A, it makes no sense, mate. I really don't. I really don't, mate. I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Fuck it. So what, would have happened, what would have happened if uh, Ferreira sparked him out in, say, the first round? Would, have, would Gillespie get the 50k for the performance bonus? No. no. So... But it's a fight of the night, mate. A fight of the night's a two-way street. We've had this discussion before. It's why both guys get 50k. Why Gregor Gillespie get given the 50k for Cesar Ferreira is ridiculous, mate. I honestly don't understand even how you think you're justifying I th- this. I think it's a, it's, for me, it's an extra punishment on top of it. Like, if The extra punishment is, is he doesn't get his 50k. That's punishment enough. Don't give it to the other guy. That's bullshit, mate. I'm sorry, that's utter ridiculous. He's been fined his 30% of his purse, which is probably going to fuck him for the rest of the year. He's going to fuck his pay to his coaches and all that stuff, especially if he doesn't fight. And maybe he only fights another once this year, right? Whatever. I mean, that's a 10 for me, so he may only fight another once. That's him fucked for the year. But then, a double-edged sword, I'm not eligible for a bonus, right? Cool. I was part of fighting the night. That's a good thing. But then your opponent gets your portion of the fifty k as well. Sorry, mate. I don't agree with I, it at all. And I just think it's a. I think for that, as I said, extra fifty k to give to Gillespie is just a factor of. Well, I'd say basically well done for taking the fight. For me, that's what that is. That's a. That's a. Well done. You took the fight. A guy who's nearly five pounds over. You didn't have to. You didn't have to take the fight. Well, he did say after he kind of had no choice. To be fair, but well, he. he he always had a choice. He didn't. He had no choice because he said he hadn't fought in two years, which he obviously hadn't. But yeah. he could have tied his turned around and went, "Well, why should I fight this guy?" If Carlos Diego Ferreira had actually finished him in the first round, inside he couldn't say anything, but he'd have been absolutely fucking raging with himself that he'd taken the fight against a guy who was five pounds over. Yeah. So for I I I know your point. I just for me, I'm I'm not even thinking about Ferreira. I'm just thinking Gatey Gillespie for taking the fight against a guy who was so far over. It's fucking ridiculous. But he's been compensated for that. No, that's a punishment for me for Ferreira. That's not a compensation for Gillespie. Aye, granted, but who gets the money? Of course, but... <laughs> so it is compensation, mate. See if they find see if they find Ferreira at the 30% and UFC kept it. I would totally agree with you. Fuck it, throw all the money at Gillespie. He deserves it. But Gillespie's gained 
30% extra that he wasn't getting on Thursday. He was getting his money, and there was no guarantee of a performance bonus. So he gets an extra 30%, which is fine. Ferreira missed weight. It's his own fault. Then he gets a performance tonight bonus. And then they go, do you know what? You can have Sierra's, Ferreira's half of that as well. I just, mate, it just makes no sense to me, man. And as I said, I'm nothing against Greg Gillespie. I love Greg Gillespie. He's one of my favourites, mate. He's grapple heavy and I love watching him. I just don't think... I get what you're saying. It's an incentive to maybe stop guys missing weight. But there's enough incentive there for me if you're losing 30% of your personal. Uh, that, 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 that was my point earlier on. You see fighters maybe take the chance to go, fuck it, I'll take a chance of losing 20%, and then if I get a knockout, I'll be involved in a fight of the bonus, I'll make my 50k back. Yeah, but they don't get that. I'm not... I know. I'm not... I'm not but, saying give it to. I'm not saying give it to Ferreira, mate. Ferreira doesn't deserve it. I think it's even more raging with yourself for missing weight. If you go fuck's sake, he's taking over hundred k of my money, or he's taking fifty k of my cash. You wouldn't be getting it anyway. So what difference does it make? That's my point. You're not getting it. If 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 you if if you're going to that fight and you not come out and you're going fuck man, fifteen seconds in, I've smashed him. I'm down fifty k here. That's it. That's incentive enough. It doesn't matter if it, who it's going to. UFC will just fucking take that back in and recycle it next week, like what they should have done. I just don't get. It doesn't make. It just doesn't make sense to me in my head, mate. Your guy's been punished correctly the way it should be twice. He's been punished his thirty percent fight purse, and he's been punished by not getting his fifty k. But then you rub salt into the wounds by going, oh, by the way, we're actually going to give that to your opponent. It's just, mate. It just doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't, and it's weird, weird coming for me because I fucking hate people who miss weight, and I think it's massively unprofessional. And I've said, throw the book at them, and let's make a precedent. And maybe that is a precedent, but for some reason, when I've seen that, mate, it did not sit with me well at all. I was raging when I read that today. I didn't know that. I read that today, mate, and I was actually fuming. I was like, is that a fucking joke? I couldn't believe it, mate. I couldn't believe it. I don't have an issue with that. <laughs> well, I guess that. Yeah, I really don't, mate. Bastard. I don't see anything that shit, man. I would, I would have gave him fucking off for errors, boss, and yeah. the fucking bonus. Anything yeah. else on the card? I wanted to ask your opinion on the park and Chukwe scoring system fight thing. By the way, what, right, what happened there? Did, what did you have? Well, I had. I mean, like Park won the fight. There's no doubt about that. But the fact that it was a 30-25 and a 28-28 in there just seemed a bit fucking mental. See, see, to be honest, mate, there was at least two 10-8s in there, right? There was at least two 10-8s. And I thought Park won all three rounds. So, at least for me, I think it had a 30-27. No, 30-26. I've not get the issue with the 30-25. I could probably have seen that. 29-26, maybe. How somebody came to 28-28, I'm just totally fucking flummoxed when you've got a 30-25 in the same fucking judging. Because, obviously, you had the point deduction, right? Which, obviously, you had that as well. So, basically, but, Chute, but, but one of the judges said that Chute won that fight, basically. No. How? Uh, I lost a point. Oh, I did, eh? Wow. I never noticed that. Holy shit. Do you know what I mean? I don't understand how one judge has got a 30-25 and one judge has basically said that, or say, a 30-26, basically, will not it? And then Chuck Reeves won oh, the fight on somebody else's card. That, I mean, how did you score it? <sighs> I think I had... I think I gave him Chuck Reeves one round, but I can't remember what round it was. So I probably had... Was it say, was a 29-28. So I probably had a 29-27 or 29-26 probably, because one of the rounds was definitely a 10-8. Uh, so you had a 29-27 and then minus the point for... 20, I, so, so I probably had I mean, 29-26. So the, the middle score is probably what I had. 
the first round was close, mate. It could have went either way. It was a 10-9 either way, right? But the other two were 10-8s for Park, without a doubt. He fucking took him down and smashed fuck at him for four minutes in each round. But, I, mate, for somebody to say in Chukwe won one, two of the rounds is scandalous. But I'm more inclined to agree with the guy who scored at 30-25. I, I thought, I thought that, that'd be my point. I would... I would yeah. I would. I can see a thirty twenty five more than I can see a twenty eight twenty eight. I've no idea where that fucking came from. See things like that though. Like, these are the things that the commission need to look at, right? These are the things that the commission need to go right without looking at the fight, mate. You look at those scorecards. You know for a fact. If you just don't look at the fighters' names or anything, you look at the you 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 you're the commission, right? You work for the commission, and somebody goes right. There's the scorecards for fight number two on Saturday night at UFC, and you're like, right, cool, no bother. And you look at the three of them, and you go. What the fuck? That's question marks for me. That should be investigated. That should be looked at. Then it goes to somebody who rewatches the fight. You ask a ju- an independent judge from maybe another commission to watch the fight and score it. And then you figure out, mate, because see when there's that much disparity, that's not right. There's no way Tafon and Chukwe won that you, fight. You look at it this way, and basically somebody had that split decision for Park. Like, I don't understand how it was a split decision. Uh, like, you take the point off, it's a split decision. How, how did Park win that fight as a split decision? It was a unanimous decision every fucking day of the week. I just... I just seen it and went, how the fuck can you get scorecards like that? Because that does not make any sense. And there was no way Inchukwe won the fight with fucking any way, shape or form. No, you're lucky You're lucky if Inchukwe won a, won a round. As I said, I scored the first round for Parks. I had Parks three rounds and two of them were 10 eights, mate. So it was it was so far from being an Inchukwe win that... The, That's the, what I don't get. That's why I was asked. That's why I wanted your opinion to figure out what the fuck. It really was confused me, man. It really did. I mean, it's it's mental, mate. Like I didn't even notice that. I just presumed. I I thought the twenty eight twenty eight meant that somebody had scored it. Twi- I don't know. I just I don't know where I got that from. That's mental. That means somebody actually scored that fight for Tafon and Chukwe. That's mental. <laughs> that's what I don't get. That's that's why I was confused, man. Anyway, let's get fucking shafting because we're fucking rabbit. That's good, though, mate. It's good when we rabbit. Right. We've talked about the bonuses. We're not talking about them again. Um, PFL or Bellator? Take your pick, Mister Morrison. Well, Bellator was probably even more, in fact, Bellator was probably the best car of the weekend, to be honest. So, um, yes. So I watched Bellator yesterday, man. It was just, it was fucking. I only see the main cards. I want to see the prelims. Yeah, I'm going to see see some of the prelims. I helped with some cracking performances on the prelims. Or do you see much of the prelims? I seen a bit of Apache mix. Um, class finish from Apache. He looks superb, man. Um. I feel as if I did watch Lorenz. Oh, I did watch Lorenz Larkin. That was a good fight, mate. That was like I was really back and forward. Um, two kind of I don't want to say older guys, but they are kind of they're a wee bit kind of not veterany because Carvalho is only thirty four, but you know he's been about a while. Um, two of them are only so, thirty four. Aye, but Lorenz. I mean, Lorenz Larkin thirty five. So in terms of like fighting, you know how many fights I've had? They've been around a while, and it was very back and forward. A great fight. Um. Ralphie on Stotts versus Josh Hill was possibly, without knowing much about them, right, going on the build-up that Bellator gave this fight, this was so disappointing. The way they were talking about these two guys, mate, see as soon as Larkin Carvalho finished, Mauro Ronaldo and John McCarthy were talking so much about Ralphie on Stotts and Josh Hill. The promo packages, everything, I was like, man, these two guys, it's like, I think it was something like maybe fourth and sixth ranked in the 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 bantamweights, I was like, oh my god, man, this is this is two young guys, two very good records, going to be brown, and it was pish. Well, I heard, oh, I heard Rufus Dawes was 
Decent. Anything I heard, he definitely won the fight. That's all I heard pretty much. Right like, after see, it. see if you'd watched that, right, and not known anything about either the guy. You didn't know either of them were ranked fourth and fifth or whatever it was. You hadn't watched the packages and you hadn't heard John and Mauro Ronaldo gush over to them. It was a good performance and it was a good fight. But see, after feeling the hype and feeling the build up, and, you know, it was like, meh. Like, after the fight, is it, what's his name? The boy Josh that works in the next fighter, Josh Thompson. Aye. He was, he was slating them. He was like, listen, that was terrible because of how much hype these two boys have. He was quite like actual, you know, like quite Scathing. upset. <laughs> he seemed upset about it, mate. He was like, really, man, these boys have got so much hype. But um listen, it was a good fight, good MMA fight, but um yeah, it was a weird one because I was kind of like I'm... aye, the hype didn't they didn't get the hype. The, the fight didn't supply the hype that fucking yeah, came exactly. Um I say I've not seen um Peter Quilly and Patricky Pitbull. Um, but I've seen the rest of it. Well, do you know you've seen the stoppage for Pat Bill then? No. Oh, yeah, okay. No point even discussing that because I don't have an issue with it anyway. But Patricky Pat Bill was fucking raging well, with it. I've seen pictures with Patricky Pitbull's face, and if that's why they stopped it, I'm pretty okay with that. It was just the way the blood was coming down. It was coming down through the eye, and you eventually, he just was the guy, but he couldn't stop the blood. So it was the right decision for me. Um, how fucking bad was Derek Anderson's nose, but. Mm. Mate, it was I mean, flat. There was no nose there. It was I just flat. Totally mashed all the cartilage. Mate, it wasn't even the bone that was broken. It's like all the cartilage just just went. That like was the, oh man, great kick as well. Man, he kind of said MVP annoys people because he's dancing and he's fucking showing shit and stuff like that. But nobody can say the boy hasn't got skills because he can, he set that up the full fucking fight. He really did, man. That's the thing. This is one of these things. He's so he's such a a, a figure of like. It's like Marmite, mate. You either love the guy or you fucking hate the guy, and I think that's a lot. That's a that's a feeling a lot of people have. Like you're either a massive MVV fan or you just can't stand the boy. Personally, his antics and all that stuff, I hate him. But you kind of deny the fact that he has he has all the skills. He's very bizarre. We talk about Jones being a bit bizarre in UFC. We talk about Izzy being a bit odd. You talk about odd styles and you see like Tony Ferguson, even Wonderboy to an extent, Wonderboy style is a bit odd, but nothing, nothing compares to that, mate. Nothing compares to that bouncy kind of Michael Page style that thrown from the hip and having no idea where things are coming from. He's so fast for such a big guy as well, mate. He is so fast. It's, he's actually scary. And I would be, see, honestly, see if I'm Dougie Lima, see if he's got better since he fought him. I'd be worried if I was Dougie Lima, mate, because he's, he's, he's a scary prospect and you can't deny it. He is, mate, 100%. I know, obviously, they fought a few years back in uh, the, the Wellway Grand Prix at the time and um, Lima came out on top, but I don't know if Paige is getting better because I don't, I know Derek Anderson was quite highly kind of ranked as such, but it's difficult. Like, you've got like, the top of, You've got that level in Bellator where the top fighters are the top fighters. Below that, there isn't much. There's maybe three or four fighters at the top of each division who are just well ahead of everybody else. It's getting a bit better, but yeah, I know. That's what I was saying. Though. People were saying, like, I read some stuff and people were saying that Derek Anderson's no mug. Like, he's not just a... No, he's not. I'm not saying he was. I just think it was... It's difficult to tell, I think, within Bellator how much fighters actually improve until the best fighters fight the best fighters. Yeah. It was a uh, he's something else to watch, but man, he's he's something else. He has man, he has. He's he's, he's he's always good fun to watch. I think sometimes the stuff that he does is a bit of an act. To be honest, I think there's a, a generally a kind of nice 
spot on dude you seen that at the end with Andy Anderson and stuff like that spot on dude and um, Rumble's come back Rumble get fucking rumbled didn't he man he should have been fucking out of there nah, he, he, he seemed a bit nervous and a bit slow um, to start off with one thing though the size disparity between these two guys man like Rumble looked tiny Rumble looked like a fucking middleweight in there compared to that guy I was thinking, I was like, Jesus Christ, he's fucking, he was the tiny, he was wide as fuck, obviously, but height-wise, definitely, he was, he was very short in stature. Um, even then, Azevedo was fucking huge, though, he really was, he looked massive, man. I was Googling pictures of Anthony Johnson, right, to see if I could find some from the weekend, right, and stuff like that, and you see pictures of when he fought like DC and he fought Gustafsson on it, and he was massive, mate, like massive, but I generally thought he looked tiny in comparison to himself. Don't know how, don't know how much tooth there is in their topology pages, but apparently there's only an inch between them. I don't mean height, I just mean like size, like mate, like breadth and you know depth and the thickness of them. And he just compared to I'm not even comparing him against Azevado, right? I'm comparing him against um previous fights himself and how he looked before, and I'm like, wow man, he's so much listen, he got that, he's always got that. You know, that cross, he's always got that TKO power, mate. He's always got that. I mean, he absolutely put the boys' lights out. Um, and it's nice to see him maybe go a bit longer because this could have been an absolute walkover for him. So I think it was good for him to... It was probably just nerves, mate. He's been out there for such a long time. You know, he's been training to fight, uh, you know, Romero. This guy's maybe an unknown and maybe there's a bit of nerves there. But no, nah, I think he's been a bit harsh on himself because I don't think it was that terrible. I thought the first round was, you know... He, he lost the first round, granted, but I think he just needed to feel himself into it. And then once he did, um, he was okay. But there's one thing I, I will say. I but he could, he could have been done, mate. Honestly, as I said, I was surprised that Azevedo never got him out of there in that first round. Um, but mm. I will say one thing, though. Johnson isn't beating Nemkov. Oh, never in a million years. He basically made these excuses for me after the fight when he was talking to... Uh, big Mike uh, McCarthy with the Mike McCarthy got a job in MMA. John McCarthy. Mike McCarthy. Uh, yeah, I, I can't see him get anywhere near Nemcov, mate. Mike, we spoke about Nemcov before, mate. He's a level up off, do you know what I mean? So. Yeah. Uh, right, title fight time. Fight of the weekend. Potentially fight of the year, mate. This was absolutely fucking superb. Like, I told you to watch this and score it because I wasn't that convinced that it was as one-sided as what people thought. I don't know if it was maybe I wasn't paying attention because even you said that there was no Jabaita but Pettis winning. I thought maybe if it went the other way, mate, from what I watched, I don't think I'd have been that shocked. I think Pettis won, but if it had honestly went the other way, I wouldn't have been that shocked. But people are saying it was very one-sided. Pettis looked amazing and it was definitely a... You know, people were scoring like... I mean, I'm, was one of the scorecards like fall five rounds to Pettis? Aye, 50-45. Yeah, that's that's utter nonsense because Arkeley won at least one of the rounds. I says, I says to you on, I scored this. Um, I had it 2-2 after four, getting into the last, mate. Um, and honestly, mate, this was <laughs> this was amazing. Yeah. I, I was a really, it was a class fight. It was a super fight. I don't know if it was a, a fight of the year contender, but it was a it was a class fight, definitely, 100%. And it was a close fight. I think, I think... As much as for me, Pettis, I had 49-46, so for me, Pettis won four of the five rounds, and that looks quite comprehensive, but there wasn't actually a lot in each round anyway. No. No. Um, I think I think, we've, I think we'll talk about somebody else earlier on that he maybe didn't win a full round, but he'd done enough to win like a 29-28. This was similar. I think 
for me, actually, I probably did enough maybe to get 48, 47, but never won two rounds, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He won maybe totally a round agree. for me, and that was just enough. Um, but I 100%, I thought Pérez won the fight. I thought he was really good. I think he's his counter-striking was pretty shit-hot on the night, man. It really was. I thought he was really good at that. And I think, I'm surprised. It was, I'm not saying it was easy. It wasn't easy. Of course it wasn't easy because we spoke about how good a fight it was and how good I was. But, as I said, I don't think there was any issue with the win. And I think I thought Arculetta made, made it a lot more difficult than it was to actually score that fight. Yeah, I mean... Seen the scorecards before I watched it, and you and I, you said it to me. You said, I can't believe how one sided that was based on the scorecards. Then I watched it, and went, fuck, it wasn't one sided, that's for damn sure. It certainly wasn't. As you say, I think it was for me personally, I would have had it 48 47 for Pettis. Um, but me, I thought it was brilliant. I thought the two of them were superb. Actually, I came forward, took some hits. Don't get me wrong, that's the counter, the counter striking from Pettis is like, mate, it's almost world class. That boy's got some serious good power and some serious punching on him, but. I'm actually just buzzing for them, mate. The way the way him and um, Tony, we, uh, Anthony were reacting after it, it was a big deal to them, mate. And I love I love to see that. I hate to see guys like not taking advantage of the position they're in, but some guys maybe just don't have that feeling towards it. And a genuine was genuine emotion between the two of them, man. Like not like even Anthony looks like so proud of his wee bro, man. Like proper like. Like fucking yes, we bro, man. You always knew you could do it. I, I, you could see that, man. You could see how buzzing they all were at the end. And let's, I, I, I'm not saying Pettis was brought across to the UFC to win the title, but he was nearly. He was kind of done that, and I think. But I think as well, Pettis was brought across to try and get his brother to come across because his brother's contract was finishing. Obviously, Anthony ended up in PFL, but um, look, he's he's don't get me wrong. Like as good as he was, he's got a tough job to keep that title for the long term. I was just having a quick look through the rankings there. As you said, you watched Pat, Pat Mix on Saturday night and thought, or Friday night and thought he looked really, really good. You've got Magomed Magomedov in there as well, looks shit hot. I know Rufian Stotts maybe wasn't his best performance on Saturday, uh, Friday night either, but he's been shit hot. James Gallagher's in there, Leandro Higo's in there, um, Darian Caldwell's coming back down to Bantamweight as well to find Higo. So it's a mega, mega tough division for Pettis to long-term keep that title, and if he does that within that division, man, fucking fair play to him, honestly. Um, I think with the same Friday night or something like that, it was like 8th or 7th or 8th different champion, they've had the Bantamweight and Bellator, which which Bellator been going, what, 10, 11 years, something like that? That's fucking good going, you know what I mean? It was like, there's not only something like 7 defences and 4 of them were by one guy, Something like that. I, I wouldn't actually tell you. I can't remember exactly what he said. I just knew it was like seven or eight different um, title holders over the, the 13 years, which isn't, which isn't a lot, man. Yeah, it's it's actually kind of weird, but like, as you think about them being so such big, um, like a big organization, but they aren't like, well, they are, but they aren't at the same time. Do you know what I mean? But, um, there you go. Ed, Eduardo Dantas has made the most title defences of any bantamweight champion. He's made two. That's I mean, me. so. Uh, that was back in 2012. It shows, uh, it shows you how much that bantamweight title, and to be honest, looking at the, the rankings within what fighters they've got within that division, you could easily see that title changing hands for the next two, three, four, five years, constantly between various fighters, to be honest. Hundred percent, mate. Hundred percent. That's the way. That's that's how it's going to go. And when you've got it's good, good fighters, it's brilliant for Bellator, mate. It's an exciting division within Bellator, and I'm, I'm buzzing to watch it. You look at UFC's bantamweight division, man. 
the amount of bantamweights, world-class bantamweights there is at this moment in time in MMA is just, it's fucking off the scale, man. It's Class. Mental. Absolutely mental. Right. Um, PFL quickly. I've lost what I'm doing. Aye, PFL quickly. I mean, sorry, I don't know what happened there. I totally got lost. I was reading something. Um, By the way, just to make a point, I think the UFC at Bellator should give like, extra money for first-round finishes. Like, PFL give you extra points for first-round finishes because I think it makes the fights fucking electric for the fucking get-go. There's none of this fanning about feeling each other out. We touchy-touchy, we glovey-glovey, oh, geez, a wee cuddle, let's have a dance. It's fucking straight in there and let's knock each other's head out because there's no there's more at stake within that first round. And you've you seen about, that, man. You've got about six, six first-round finishes, five first-round finishes on the PFL and was it Thursday night? Aye, Thursday night, mate. It was, oh, I fucking loved it, man. Honestly, like, you seen when Kayla Harrison came out against Minari Marais straight away, fucking high kick to the heat. It's a first strike she's throwing. She's trying to take it out of there in one kick. It was just, oh, I just fucking, I actually really enjoy watching PFL for that factor. I really do, mate. Same with the, the other girls in the, that Bruno, eh, not Bruno, Larissa Pacheco versus Julia Patrick as well. I started the exact same. They turned with fucking straight at each other straight away because they knew there was extra points at stake as such. I'm gutted because the big scary Croatian, Montenegrin, Serbian, Bosnian lassie get pumped. Oh, she got shafted, mate. Absolutely shafted. Pacheco just fucking ragdolled her in the end. It was fucking, it was really, I know I think, I think Harrison and Pacheco were the, the two in the final the last time out. Um, so they are the two top draw fighters within that division. So it was always going to be a, a tough test for her. But oh mate, just I love it. I just I actually I'm really enjoying watching PFL because of the the style of the fights, mate. It's it's just class. Um, you've seen it in the other finishes as well. You've seen it in Renan Ferreira versus Verdum. There's a bit of controversy in there. I think we've got our opinions. Did he tap? Did he not tap? Hundred percent. Probably tapped. I I'm not going to doubt that. Do have an issue with it, not massively, because I think the referee was on the wrong side and it was difficult for him to see. And it was only maybe about two taps, three tops, two, two, the two taps. So I have no issue regarding the referee for that. To be honest, myself, I don't think there was anything much more he could do. There was some interesting, like some of the guys on this were huge, man. See that guy that Verdun was fighting, six foot eight, man. That's fucking mental. Ferreira was he six foot eight? Six foot eight, mate. Fucking hell, man. That's real heavyweight stuff, that, isn't it? Steven, you're six foot eight. Um, I actually thought the big boy Capaloza, his finish of Ante Delijah was fucking class and all. Mate, that, that, was a, that was an absolute sensational finish as well. Again, I'd say the first minute of the first round. Even Coltsov versus Derice, even though it was a wee bit later in the round, that was an absolute tremendous finish as well. It was just... I just think it makes it interesting. It gives it a bit more... There's something at stake within that first round. Even if you don't get a finish in the first round, you get maybe somebody who'll go on and dominate the rest of the fight type thing. Um, but I, I I really enjoy watching PFL for that factor. I think it just means there's no basically fanning about. There's no cuddling either. There's no, I'm going to take you down and just cuddle you for three rounds because that doesn't get you fucking anywhere. If you can finish somebody, you might as well finish somebody and get them out of the fucking... Get them out the door. Yeah. Anyway, anyway. I just, I, I'd be good if, good if the UFC and Bellator maybe went like that. It's not a bad idea. Maybe a wee, a wee bonus if you get some out of there in the first round or something. Make it a wee bit interesting. Yeah, first round bonus maybe. 
something like that. It doesn't need to be sent. You don't need to get something sent the third either. Maybe in the first round, you get a wee, a wee extra two, ten grand or something like that just for getting some doing the first round. I don't know. Yeah. I just I just like the idea of that because of the points, the way the points work. So well, it works quite well for me. Yeah, cool. Right. Happy for the weekend? Yes. Oh, I've got to mention his brother getting punned and all, by the way, but we'll, we'll not go too far into that. Too late. Right. We look quite look forward to the weekend. Um, there's a one championship card on from Singapore. It has a couple of MMA fights on it, but only one worth talking about, and that is Brandon Vera is defending his one championship heavyweight title against Arjun Buller. Um, not sure how this is going to go, to be brutally honest with you. Um, it's hard to know. It's a weird one because obviously Buller was in um, was in the UFC for a wee while. Um, and just I think he's I don't even think his contract finished. I think he wanted out his contract or something like that to go and sign with him. Um, I think the UFC were offering him a new contract or something like that. He said, No, I'm gonna to go to one championship. I think he wanted to I think he wanted to take um, MMA to India, I think, eventually. I think that was the kind of plan for Arjun Buller. I think that's what he wanted to do. And here he's got his chance, man. He said but he said one fight. He said one fight, he beat Meryl Sorelli, who I think was a previous champion at one point, was he not? Yeah. He beat Brandon Vera. Brandon Vera bet Meryl Sorelli. So he was a he was a previous champion. So it shows the probably shows the level that Buller actually is at. So it's like it was a good one. Um, aye, a difficult one to see. They get two two of them having fought in nearly two years as well, obviously due to the pandemic and stuff like that. So I it'll be interesting. Um, I think it'll be worth watching. No, it'll be definitely. It'll be interesting to see what happens and see how the, this fight goes. So um, that should be good. Hopefully, mate. Um, bye and going, uh, killer bee. Um, it's fighting. She's pretty good to watch. She's pretty exciting. So that'll be another good thing to watch if you can. Four foot eleven, man. We pocket rocket. She is. Um, Four foot eleven, man. Jesus her record God. isn't great, but she's. I actually think she's not bad. She's a good fighter. So we'll see how that goes. I think she's always involved in sex fights. I think that's what it is, man. I think she's always in. You look at it in her splits and there's unanimous decisions there. And I, it's, she's always involved in a exciting fights along the way. Yeah. Okay. The big one, UFC 262 from the Toyota Center in Houston, Texas with a full crowd. Um, yeah, this is going to be fun, man. The whole card is it's pressed out, man. It's a class card. Main event, I've no idea where it's going to go. No, I really don't. And you know what? You know, this is weird for me, right? You know, I'm I'm one for passionately nailing my colours to the mast, mate. And you know, I, I always like to pick a side. And I'm when I go, I go hard, right? I love both of these guys. I love Chandler when he fought in Bellator. I love the fact that Chandler smacked Hooker out. I adore Charles Oliveira. I mean, come on, I love the grappling, and he's a submission record holder in the UFC. It was not to love, right? I don't care which way this goes, and I cannot pick which way this goes, mate. It's it's, it's mental. It's a mental thing to think about. It's just crazy. I'm kind of the same respects that I'm not that fussed in what way it goes. Um, I don't have my back for any. I don't have my back up for really any fight. I don't really want to support. I think for me, if I'd wanted either one, I want to live it, live it, live it. Charles Oliveira win it just because yeah. he's been in the UFC for years. He's worked so hard. He's won his last eight, nine fights in the UFC. He's worked hard to get to where he is right now. He's, Correct. He's beaten. He's had to beat everybody to get to where he is now, basically. Yeah. He said no he said I just had to do that and do it the hard way. 
and you see it, and he's fought, he's basically fought everybody there is to fight with in the UFC. Um, fucking hell, man. Jim Miller, Nick Lennox, Donald Cerrone, Cub Swanson, Frankie Edgar, Jeremy Stevens, Max Holloway, Mouse Jury, Anthony Pettis, Cardo Lamas, Paul Felder, Gray Quida, Christian Gagos, Jim Miller, David Timur, Kevin Lee, Tony Ferguson. You look at that list of names of the people he has fought, and it's fucking... It's actually sensational. There can't be that many fighters who fought that list of names. There's only one name missing on that guy, on that list. Who? Uh, McGregor. Poirier. Yeah. Gaethje. And if he wins on Saturday night, no doubt their fights will come up for him. Because I've got a feeling he could be one of these fighters that see once he wins it. He'll just keep streaking, mate, and he'll just keep it, and he'll keep it, and it'll be I guess people so keep, hard to get it off him. People keep doubting him, mate, and they just keep showing people how good he is, mate. People keep showing him, like, it's... I mean, you could say, other than Tony Ferguson, mate, I know you've named some names there, right, but seeing the build-up to this, who's he fought in the last two years? David Tamer, nowhere near. Nick Lentz, nowhere near. Jared Gordon, nowhere near. Kevin Lee, no heard of him in ages. Other than Tony Ferguson, mate, do you know what I mean? So, it'll be interesting to see, mate. Listen, I've, I've got no issue with it. I'm a massive Charles Lewis fan. And listen, if you were telling me I had to pick one, because I said I wasn't really that positive, if I had to pick one, I'd be picking Charles Oliveira every day of the week, mate. So, um, I'm buzzing for this, man. This, mate, I'm buzzing for this card. This card is sensational. It's a class card, and considering you take off the fact we lost Edward Diaz off it as well, and um, that's been moved to 263. So, the fact we've lost that fight on it and you still look at it and go fucking hell man that's actually a pretty shit hot card I mean Darius has got a massive chance to put himself in that conversation for lightweight title fights and stuff Jack Hermanson versus Edmund Shabazian mate I mean <laughs> that's just nuts man that yeah, that's, a a class, that's, an absolute, that's an absolutely brilliant fight two guys with totally different styles as well really and it's just it's, it's electric that fight it's quite absolutely sensational love watching Shabazian man he is something else um, even Chukagian versus Vivian Arojo she's kind of Caitlin's looking like a kind of gatekeeper here and saying right listen if you want a title shot you need to go through me first um, or, <laughs> I don't even want to mention the next one man because it's just it makes me smile so much man that's just that's just, just top drawn matchmaking this man Shane Burgos versus Edson Barboza Edson Barboza is just I fair play to him honestly I mean, the matchmaking involved in that was just absolute class I've got to say you know what's a good matchmaking, a good fight from a matchmaking point of view, and it's probably something that most people will overlook. See Mike Grundy versus Lando Venata, mate. See from a matching point of view, that mate, is that's an class fight, hundred percent. That's another fucking sensational fight. Um, see, you know this is a good card because see your, your casual fans, your casual you guys who like to watch it just for the big names, the right. couple of good fights at the top of this card that they'll enjoy. But see for your actual hardcore MMA fans who love a good matchup. It's, it's a card for everybody, mate. There's wee bits on this card for everybody to get involved in. If you're a lover of women's MMA, you know, there's some really good women's fights in this. Andrea Lee versus Antonina Shevchenko is a class fight. Um, as I said, Chukagin versus Vivian Arojo is a good fight. Um, you know, there's, there's loads of good stuff on this card. It's superb. Uh, it's, mate, it's a class, it's a, it's a class, um, it's a class card. Uh, I can't wait for it. I really can't wait to watch sit and watch us, man. It should be. It should be fun. It should definitely be fun. Anyway, right, moving swiftly on. Ooh, getting close to time limit. You've got news to do and your fight announcement, or sorry, uh, your fight announcement of the week, Mr Morrison. 
Um, there wasn't a lot of fights announced for last week. There was two in contention, really, for my fight announcement in a week, and I couldn't pick between them. But I'm going to, and it's going to be Irina Aldana versus Janet Kunskaya, and I don't know why, but I've just got a feeling that should be a tremendous fight. It's um, a good fight, man. A very a good fight. fight. Set up for UFC 264 in July, so that'll be at a full house T-Mobile, as far as I'm aware. Oh, um, brilliant. Because that's a McGregor Poirier fight, so... That'll be good. And um, so I that was my album a wee fight of the week, I think. That's the one I really like the sound of. The other one that I was stingied with was just because I think it'll be a bit of a fun fight, Zine Heinish versus Nazardine Imov. Imov Imov Imov. Did I say that right the first time? Imov is not what is it? Spell it? I M A V O V. Imov. Aye, him. Uh that's set out for July twenty fourth. I think that was quite a good fight as well. Um, I'll quickly run through any fight US announcements. Um, Sarah McMahon versus Caitlin Vieira 2 has been announced. Um, I like this. This was another one. Another girl, another girl fight at 145. Norma Dumont coming in against Felicia Spencer. I like it. I, I think there's something there, by the way. I think this is this this will be grapple heavy, mate. This will be interesting, I think. Um, I think that's a decent fight. I uh, spoke about Edel's Diaz getting moved to 263. Sean O'Malley versus Louis Smoker. Now, I, I don't, I, it's a decent fight, but I don't like it. That's nothing for Sean O'Malley. That's my point. This is a, this is a, the fans like to watch Sean O'Malley. Let's give him a fight that. It's almost like they're resetting him because they know the fans love him so much. If they put him up against somebody good like Cheeto, he got smashed. And then they put him up against somebody against Tam, like Tam Almeida. I knew. Louis Smoker, who aren't on the same level. Um, it's an odd, it's an odd thing. Mate. Yeah, I hey, like as I said, I didn't like it. I did. I seen it. I bet. I don't like that fight, mate. I don't see it. I don't just don't get it. Um, fight's a fight, mate. You know what I mean? Fight's a fight. Hundred percent. What else have we got? Six fighters get released. Um, not really any surprises, I suppose. Luke Sanders, Anthony Burchek. I don't even know the fuck he is. Jordan Griffin, Elon Cruz, Bartosz Fabinski get released, and KB Buller. And after KB Buller's last performance two weeks ago, no fucking winner. No offence to the big man, but he was fucking pish. He was gun-shy, mate, gun-shy. Gun-shy fucking doesn't even cover it. Um, what else do we have? Two fighters get done this week for Yusada. Mm-hmm. Rafael Pasal got done for two years. And also big Polish boy Oscar Pichota got done for 22 months. So I think his suspension runs out in like fucking November 2022 and big Pasal runs out in like March 2023. So you'll never see the two of them in the UFC again, I doubt. Because there's no big enough names for the UFC. You go, well, we'll stick with these. No, they just, just bin them, mate. They'll just bin them, so they'll be at the door and that's another two added to the list. Um, shall we talk about Diego Sanchez at all? I don't know, mate. I, I, the whole thing is just not right. Um, I still don't even understand what happened, to be honest. Um, like, why he ended up getting like his contract terminated and all that stuff and the guy's obviously not of very sane mind, which is a shame. Um, if he thinks the UFC are going to kill him, which is bizarre. Um, that's, that's thing with coach, well, say coach, 
his mentor, Joshua Faber, Joshua Faber as well. And that's the video, did you take it you watched? Did you see the video? I'm hanging upside down and fucking Fabia just punching him and kicking him in the face. Like, what the fuck? It wasn't even like he was, it wasn't even as, it was like, just like, I was just full force. It just seemed utterly fucking it pointless. Was, it was weird, mate. I don't get it. I, I, the whole thing with Diego Sanchez is, is, is worrying for Diego Sanchez. I really am worried for him. Um, the fact that he thinks the UFC will try and kill him is just fucking mental. I just, I just don't understand it. I, I really hope the man gets help. I really hope he gets away with Fabia as well, and because that kind of be good for him. I don't know why somebody would want to hang you upside down and punch you. That doesn't make any fucking. Sense. I'm just, I'm, I'm dumbfounded in the whole thing. To be honest, and I did watch. I don't know if you've seen the video of him talking to Belder and stuff like that. And um, I did, I did. That's even more fucked up. That's just all about him. That was good fuck up today, we. Diego Sanchez, that was all about him and his reputation and what people yeah, were saying about him. But then, see, mate, I don't I'd understand the whole thing at all, to be honest with you, because, like, if, like, if commentators say, oh, one more leg kick and Diego Sanchez is, you know, compromised, that's not biased against Diego Sanchez, that's just watching the fight. If 100% believe... me, there was nothing wrong with that for me either. There's nothing wrong for saying things like that. It was just him, he's a wee ball bag. He's actually one of these things that you go, the guy is a ball bag, simple as, and he's trying to take advantage of Diego Sanchez, and I think it's went that up. When they don't get me wrong, I, I would, I wouldn't be surprised after Sanchez gets released if the guy just fucking runs, because he's no, so that's my point. Because it's could be one of these. He's trying to use Sanchez's name within the UFC, try and make a name for himself. If Sanchez is no longer in the UFC, then yeah. What's he going to do? But anyway, the whole situation is just fucked up, mate. Totally. Bit bizarre, mate. Bit bizarre. You can say that again, man. Right, is that you happy? Done, mate. Done. Right, thanks, as always, for listening, guys. We do appreciate it. And, um, yeah, listen, keep listening. You guys keep us going. Um, if you do listen, give us a shout. It'd be nice to hear from some people. It's been two years, and I think we've had, like, what, four, maybe five comments, 108 episodes, and we've had like four or five comments, people saying they've listened and they liked a certain part of the show, so if you do get to this stage, hit us up, let us know, it'll be good to know people that actually listen to the end as well, so thanks again as always, and have a good week, we'll catch you next time. Bye.